Spreading the love worldwide. www.jesusinthemorningradio.com
Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Welcome to Jesus in the Morning. I'm your host, Evangelist Barbara Pittman of Freedom Doors Ministries, and I come to you weekday mornings, 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, and we thank God for another week ending. Thank God for another Friday morning. Thank God for being able to get in. I kind of <laughs> went backwards to get in, but I thank God I was able to make it in here. And I don't know what's going on with blog talk. I think they're updating because I got something last night from them that I had never gotten before that if you get an email, if you signed up um, to make sure you get uh, notes and things about the show, you know, what's the next show and this and that, they give you a button on it that you press the button and you can just listen. Isn't that wonderful? So they're doing some new stuff because um, they want to charge uh, people so much a minute to come into the show. So Blog Talk, I believe, is doing something to bless the people so they can get in for free and still listen to the show. And so I'm thankful um, unto Almighty God, and I'm learning stop complaining, stop talking about anything, but wait on the Lord and be of a good cheer. He's going to strengthen your heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. And so we're grateful unto him this morning. So Irene gave us some great uh, news this morning. And, you know, God is faithful. God is faithful. And I'm so thankful unto him. Y'all know the warden is here in my office. Uh, I had gotten to the point where I really was not organizing stuff. I just knew where everything was. The warden kept me in and wanted organized. So I'm over here working to organize it, and she's helping me. So I thank God for that. Thank God that he's on my side in spite of me. He's looking beyond my fault and yet meets my needs. So I'm grateful unto him this morning. And um, we just thank God. We appreciate him. We love him today. We don't want to take him for granted. Yeah, we want to repent. As often as we can remember, even if we don't know what we've done wrong, we want to repent before him. Yeah, as often as possible. Cover ourselves, prepare ourselves, because he's returning one day, and we don't know the day nor the hour, but we know he's coming back because he said so, and I'm looking for him to come back for me. Anybody ever went somewhere with someone and they said, well, I'm going to drop you off here, but I'm coming back for you. I'll be back to pick you back up. You know, that's the way I feel. I came to Jesus just as I was. I feel all right this morning. I was wounded, weary, and sad. Hallelujah. But I found in him a resting place. Today I can say he has made me glad. And so he left me here to work. And he told me when the work is done, he was coming back. But he didn't say when. He didn't say the day nor the hour. But he said he was coming back, and that was good enough for me. So I know he's coming back to get me. And that's what I'm waiting on. Mm-hmm. But until he comes back for me, I need to be working. Because the harvest is plenteous, but the labors are few. We pray that the Lord of the harvest will send more laborers. But I ask God to remember the labor and the, that he called and chose me for so that I can get my work done. 
Yeah, so that when he returns, I'm done. When I lived in the project, I lived in Hilltop Village Apartments. I couldn't leave out of there until the work was done. It wasn't that I was so poor and this and that, but that was that was where my assignment was. Yeah. Shante was a probation officer. Huh? All kind of stuff. Uh, my other children, uh, they had the house on the hill with the dog named Fluffy. Mm-hmm. And if I really needed to, I could have went and stayed with one of them. My nieces, I could have went and... I had family. But I couldn't go stay with nobody because that was where my assignment was. I was down in prayer. I was down in prayer. I was down in prayer. I would get up and get back down in prayer because I didn't know where to go. And I didn't know where the next assignment was. But he come in and he showed me where it was. And I went on over there to do the will of him that sent me. Hallelujah. Good morning, Brother Perry. God bless you this morning. Good to see you, sir. So good to see you. So I went on. And at the end of seven years, he brought me out of there. I could, I knew I knew my time was up, you see. I knew the work was done. And when I went to him, that's what I said. I said, Lord, I, I believe my work here is done. And I want a house. And he brought me out of there. And the way he brought me out of there, I, 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 I had no clue I was coming out that way. And then he, but before I came out, listen to this, before I came out, I had a confectionery store in a little cafe. And it's as if I had been set aside somewhere. People was around me and everything, but it was like I was set aside. And then when he moved me out, he moved me out a ways from what I was accustomed to what I was used to, family members, this, that, and the other. So I was grateful unto Almighty God because not only he heard my prayer, he answered. And today I want you to know, whether you believe it or not, when you pray, God hears. Listen to me this morning. His eyes are in every place. He's beholding the evil and the good. Listen, if he's looking at the evil and seeing what they're doing, he hears you when you pray. He hears you when you speak. Every word you say, he hears. Why? You belong to him. Mm-hmm. You gave your life to Jesus. You asked him to come into your heart and live. Yeah, in other words, you told him, I want to be yours, and I want you to be mine, and that's what he did. So whatever you say, whatever you're doing, he's right there. He hid. Some days I repent for thoughts, because sometimes I think crazy, and I'm like, Lord, forgive me for the very thought. Lord, have mercy. Why would I think such a thing? Yeah. And I, I can remember thinking, you, 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 you broke. You pitiful. You ain't got no money. You ain't got nothing. I repented for that. Why? I'm rich in heaven where it counts the most. Being rich on the earth don't do all that count. You're going you gonna to leave this right here. It's going to go away one day. 
But that heavenly, that eternal, is going to last forever. Throughout infinity, it's no end to it. And that's what's important. And whatever I need on the earth, guess what? I have not because I ask not. If I ask God for it, he's going to do it. A lot of times, our problems, I'm going to call them troubles. Our trouble is we don't have the patience to wait on God. And then sometimes we don't want to wait. We want it now, not right now, God. Do it now. And the Lord is saying, if I do it now, I'm going to work together for your good. I got to do it when it will work together for you. Everything that you involved in will come together for you. I I know my thoughts towards you. I, I don't want nothing evil happening to you. I don't want to do nothing evil to you. Matter of fact, I want to walk you all the way through to the end, and it's going to be an expected end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what he, he's telling us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Today is testify Friday, and uh, I just want to talk of his goodness, make known his deeds among the people. I want to tell some things that he has done in my life that are impossible. Because with man, it's impossible. But again, this morning, with God, all things are possible. Again, this morning, Abraham asked the question, is there anything too hard for God? We got to walk by faith and not by sight. We got to trust him with all our heart and lean not to our own understanding. In all our ways, we must acknowledge him. He's going to direct our path. If we love him, if we serve him by serving others, if we're cheerful givers, if our heart is pure, we, we, we're not seeking evil. He won't withhold no good thing from you. You may not have a ministry. I remember one time Sion called me. Mm-hmm. And uh, she had a neighbor, and she wanted to bless the neighbor. And so she called me and told me what she had and what she wanted to do. And I think when she went to do it, the neighbor didn't want it. (laughs) But you see that right there? That's because she belonged to him. And guess what else? He seen she was a cheerful giver. She was all excited to give it. I was like, I couldn't say nothing really. I couldn't, you know, say nothing really because I, I didn't want her to think, well, no, don't give it to him, give it to me. I, I didn't want her to think, so I couldn't say nothing. But when we do these type things, mm-hmm, and you may not do them every day, but when you can, you're in the grocery store, somebody $5 short, a penny, you, you step up and pay the $5. All of that counts for something. He won't withhold no good thing from you. You're praying for somebody. Somebody that looks like it's impossible for God to work in their life. But you yet praying for them, believing God, to change their hearts and minds and to draw them to him. All of that warrants you. I won't withhold no good thing from you. We got to love God enough to love his people. Love him enough to obey him. Now, let me tell you this, and then we're going, we're going to pray. I'm going to make an announcement, and then we're going to pray. Listen, I was in love with a man at one time. And 
nothing he asked me to do, I wouldn't do. He would make me mad and I would talk trash to him. But I didn't want him to go nowhere. I would be angry. Yet I would get up and make that breakfast, make that lunch, make sure the clothes was laid out, that kind of thing. And I did it because of the way he treated me. Yeah, it wasn't no slave mentality. It wasn't no old-fashioned. But he was very good to me. Had my house designed the way I wanted it. All kind of, Oh, you couldn't know. You couldn't understand. Matter of fact, he spoiled me, and and I, I, I was ruined from other men. After him, I couldn't. Uh-uh. I'd rather be by myself than to fool with foolishness. Yeah. But look. Anything he wanted, I tried to do it. Anything he asked me to do, I got it done. If I thought this made him happy, I did it. When he liked bell-bottom jeans and I could not drink water around a bell-bottom jean in the 80s, I yet bought him bell-bottom jeans. If that's what he wanted. We would go shopping and, and at Burlington. And he buying the kids coats and shoes and whatever the kids wanted. And then he'll say, hey, baby, can I have these jeans bell bottoms? I would immediately say, yes, yes, get them. Bring them on. In my mind, I'm thinking, something wrong with his head. Why would he want these ugly jeans? But because I loved him, I couldn't say that to him. My mouth just could not fix to say that. I said all of that to say this. If we love God, why won't we do what he asks? If we love God, why he can't be the God of our lives? If we love him and we believe he's the son, that he sent his son, Jesus, and that Jesus has made us free, why can't we love him? Why can't we obey him? Why won't our life be hid in Christ? It's not about the natural living no more. It's all about the spiritual living today. I've lived my natural life. Lived it until I got in my early 30s. Finger pop, club hop, did all I wanted. Marijuana smoking, yep. Liquor drinking, fornicating, whatever I wanted to do. Dope selling. Prison going. Whatever I felt I wanted to do, I did. But when I got in my early 30s, it was as if one day God tapped me on the shoulder and said, you've been looking for me. Here I am. Here I am, right here. And I had to tell him. I wanted to know if he was real. I didn't really know. But when I find out that you're real, I want to be as real in you as you are real. I didn't want to play with him. I didn't want to play church. I didn't want to have a form of godliness and deny the power thereof. Whatever it is, whatever it took, sacrifice, deny myself. I did all of that, still doing it to this day. I'm not perfect by no means. It makes me not better than anybody. It's work. It is work. Until this day, it's still work. It's still 
denying myself until this day. Sometimes I look at married couples, that thing know it look good. And it appear to feel good. But behind closed doors, you don't know what people are going through. Mm-hmm. And then I say to myself, I don't want to be tied up in nothing but Jesus. But marriage is a beautiful thing because God ordained it. And if you got the husband God gave you, it's beautiful. You got the wife God gave oh, it's a beautiful thing. Y'all striving for perfection together. Y'all growing together. Oh, yeah. Family, children. Oh, it's wonderful. But give me Jesus. Jesus in the morning. <laughs> Jesus in the noonday. Yeah, I'd rather have him. And my reason for having him, I can't do nothing without him. Yeah, it, it, it's nothing I can do without God. I love him today. And I want to be his. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Listen, today I am going to send the flowers over to Sister Sherry for Brother Louis. And I haven't heard no more about um, home going or the celebration of life or anything yet. And if we don't, I'm just praying that all goes well for his family. And that's what's important. And yesterday for the faithful few I heard from Sister Diana. Remember she used to be Sister Linda in New York's friend. And I heard from her yesterday and she said Sister Linda had told her that Brother Lua had passed on. And uh, she said she knew how important he was to the show and how important he was to me and that I loved him, you know. And uh, she just wanted to reach out to me, you know, and let me know that she knew and uh, encouraged me, you know. And then she explained some things to me why she uh, stopped, you know, coming to the show, which is this. Nobody have to explain to me why you don't come. Because if God is not sending you, you can't come. Yeah, see, I understand some things. Who is here is who he sent here. If I don't see your number in the, in the studio, it's not for you. If you just sit back and listen, that's what God will have you to do. And it's okay today and every day in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Uh, this is not where you have to be if this is not where God is sending you. But many times people come because they like the truth and they want to hear the truth. And it's all right today in Jesus' name. All right now, Rose Brown, I see you done made it back. I see you done made it back. We thank God that you got out of the hospital and rehab and you made it back. And y'all, she sounds so strong. She sounds like that old Rose Brown I knew back in the day, the old wicked, wicked, wicked. Yeah. Great, strong voice. Yeah. And so I thank God for that. I was listening to it yesterday. Barbara, uh, you on this? You was on this morning? No, I wasn't on it. She was just talking, and I could hear the strength in her voice. That's God. That's the healing of God. Hallelujah. And we thank him this morning. Listen, we are going to this next one. I was looking for it, and uh, so many in the song, ball. I got to get some things out. 
and put some new things in because we playing a lot of old, old music. So we're going to update. We're going to update in a few minutes. And uh, matter of fact, I'm planning on it tomorrow, updating the song, ball, putting some new songs in. And uh, it's all right. But a lot of these are requested songs. And that's what I try to do, play the request of the people. Hallelujah. And it's all right in Jesus' name. So um, a few people sent me a few dollars to get Brother Louis flowers over there. That's what I was going to share. And so what I didn't get, uh, I would have to make up the difference. Because I just didn't want to send some little skimpy stuff over there. I wanted to send some nice plants that she could even plant in her yard or have somebody to plant them. And I have the grandson address, so I'm going to send them to his house. And they can transfer them over to Sherry or leave them at his house. However they do it is all right with me. But we want to show our love to Louie and... I know if I told him, hey, I'm going to send some flowers over there, I know he would be like, well, send whatever you want, whatever y'all can afford. Yeah, I'm good. But Louis is not thinking about no flowers and nothing else. Louis rested, and he indeed needed it. Yes, he did. Louis was sick. Yeah, he was really sick. And he was coming faithfully every morning. Fourteen years. Brother Perry, Louis been here. Anytime I was here and the chat room was open, I don't care what day it was, Louis was in there, 14 years. And so we tell God, thank you. I want to share that uh, this morning. And we're going to this one song right here. Coming right back after the song, we're going to pray and come back with Testimony Friday, November the 10th. Hallelujah, 2023. Thank you, Jesus. All right, let's take a listen. What you think about Jesus? Jesus. 
Hallelujah. Oh, yeah, I like that one right there. He's my reason for living now. He's my source of survival huh? every minute of the day. Got to have Jesus. Oh, I love that one. I love that one. Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you so much for reminding me that we have this particular one in the vault. So listen, we're going to prayer. And uh, when we come out of prayer, we're coming back with our morning scripture and words of encouragement. Today, if you have a testimony, you don't have to wait until 9 o'clock. Press that number one. I'll see your light come on in the studio, and I'll bring you right in. The talk of his wonders works and to make known his deeds among the people. I know God has blessed somebody. And somebody want to tell what he's doing, what he has done, and what he will do because of what he has already done for them. Hallelujah. It's a wonderful thing. Wonderful, wonderful thing. And I thank God for his many blessings. Yeah, Lord. Hallelujah. You can come in. Yeah, God. We thank you. So listen, we're going to pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you this morning for all you've done. Thank you for what you're doing right now. And Father, we thank you for what you're going to do. Great and mighty things for us, your people. We come before you bowed down this morning. Father, we come boldly before your throne of grace to make our petitions known unto you. And today, Father, whatever your people are praying for, I touch and agree with them in the name of Jesus. And Father, not only you hear, but God, you would move and that you would give them an answer. And Lord, the things that need the quick answer on, we look to you. Hallelujah. And Lord, we pray for strength this morning, that you would strengthen us as we wait upon you. Because if we wait on you, you're going to renew our strength. If we wait on you, God, you're going to bring us more than we expected. So this morning, we thank you that you're this kind of God who love us in spite of us. You're on our side today in spite of us. You're looking beyond our fault and yet meeting our needs today. You said we could cast our cares upon you, for you cared for us. And Lord, we cast in our cares upon you because you're the one that can handle any burden, heavy, light, medium, whatever it may be that come our way. You're the great God, hallelujah, that have all power. Father, you can speak things into existence. You can speak things out of existence. You have the power. Thank you this morning. All power is on our side today. And Father, we thank you. We thank you this morning. I bring every call and every listener, those coming through the archives and the podcast. Lord, I bring blog talk radio before you this morning. And I ask today that, Lord, you would bless these people. God bless your people. Move today like never before. Lord, on this Veterans Day, I ask that you would bless every veteran, those who have served and come home. God, those who are still serving, ask this morning, Lord, that you would strengthen them and lift them up in the name of Jesus. And Father, every call and every listener this morning, ask that you would bless every household represented here today. Move by your spirit in the name of Jesus, for these are your people. You said by your spirit you'll go. And Lord, we know that you went to the cross 
But, Father, again this morning, we ask that you would go to every home represented, every call, every listener, archives, podcasts. Lord, touch and bless this morning as only you can do. Those that are sick today, not feeling well. Lord, many got diagnosis from the doctors, not even what the doctor said. But, God, we ask that you would lift them up in healing. We know you heal all manner of sickness and disease. You took a beating for the healing of the nations. Do it today for your people. In the name of Jesus, thank you, Father. Father, we bring those that are incarcerated, those that are in every branch of the military. We bring widows and bereaved families, intercessory prayer people everywhere, Israel and Jerusalem, all our brothers and sisters overseas. America and the leadership of America. Father, every name that I've called off, we ask that you would move. You know what's best for us all. Do it for your glory, O oh God. In the name of Jesus. Bless this segment of Jesus in the morning. Lift us up, lift us up here. And God, as we share testimonies, to give you praise and glory and honor, we ask that your blessings will fall down upon us. Uncommon blessings, uncommon miracles. Today, O oh God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, let everything go well with the flowers sending today. Let them get what wasn't expected in the name of Jesus. Oh, we thank you. We thank you this morning. We give you glory. We give you the honor and praise. And Father, we ask it all in Jesus' name. Amen and hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We thank God this morning. And uh, we're going to start off with a testimony. And after this one, we're going to do a, a scripture. And then we're coming right back. If you have a testimony, press that number one and come in to share. All right, area code 907. God bless you this morning. How are you? I am blessed. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. Um, I just wanted to just pop on really quickly and just uh, tell the Lord that I love him, that I love him. And I was talking to my friend uh, last week, and I was talking to her about being saved, and she's new into the knowledge of the things of God and Jesus. And she has such a kind, sweet heart. And when we were talking, uh, she was telling me, she said, you know, I just thank God for you because I didn't know this stuff. I, I didn't know about Jesus, and I wasn't raised, uh, you know, in the church, and I didn't have a relationship with God. She said, my life has improved so much more. She's like, I'm so happy that I know who he is now, and I know about God. And so I would just ask that, um, you know, that y'all keep her in prayer. I'm going to say her name is M, uh, just because she may not want her business out there, but uh if you could pray for M and her family, uh, her husband, and just ask that God would lead and guide them and cover them and continue to grow them in him. And that she would get in the word and she would continue to strengthen her relationship with God and, and you know, fellowship and, at every opportunity that she has. So I would ask for prayer for her. Um, but I wanted to just share with everybody, I thank everybody for praying for me Um for always encouraging me um, as brothers and sisters in Christ. We really need to do that more often. But I know sometimes people are shy or, I've said this before, They, for me in my mind, they care too much what people think. 
And it's a, almost like a form of bondage because people don't have the power of death and life, your life and your soul in their hands. Only God does. So if if you are one of those people that sometimes struggle, because I used to struggle with that. I used to care about what people, you know, what they thought about me and a, a few other things. And I let all that go once I came into a relationship, a real relationship with Almighty God, and I learned. And I had heard about Jesus. My mom had told me about Jesus, my granddaddy, you know, my dad, everybody, you know, told me. But I really didn't know. And until you live something and know it to find it out for yourself and you have the experience, words are sometimes just that, just words. But I thank God um, that I had a willingness and he was drawing me because it has changed my life in ways that I, I really can't put words to it. All I can tell you is that I'm blessed and not just in material things. I'm blessed in my spirit. My mind is easy. My mind is not cluttered. My mind is not, I don't have anxiety or, you know, any of that stuff. Because all the things that I used to have, when I found out about Jesus for real, for real, he came in. And it's like the the purest filter. And he took my mind and filtered it in my heart. And it just it changed my life. It was a miracle. So I thank God for that. And I wanted to encourage everybody um, you know, in the scripture, and I, I was holding off on precedent number one because I just wanted to make sure that I had the scriptures to share with the testimony. Um, I have seen God change my life in ways, like I said, it's I, I'd have to have all day, every day, every hour just to talk about the goodness of him. Um, but that's why I love testify on Fridays because I tell God thank you throughout the week like many of you do, I'm sure. You don't just wait till today and, you, you know, you fellowship with him. And so I was talking to the Lord and just telling him, thank you. Thank you for who he is and what he means to us and all the things that he's done. He's kept us every day. If we woke up this morning clothed in our right mind with youth and activities all over our limbs, we are blessed beyond measure because somebody didn't wake up. You know, we were talking about Brother Louie and how much we miss him, you know, but he went on to be with the Lord. And so we're still here. And so we're striving to get to where he is in God and, and just be encouraged today in the word in the book of Prov in Proverbs uh, chapter 18 verse 21 it says death and life are in the power of the tongue and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof I want to share with y'all that every word of God is pure and he's a shield unto us that put our trust in him God has manifested this scripture in my life and showed me to take care of the words that come out of my mouth. Be very, very careful. It's almost like a live wire, um, almost like a, like a bullet in a gun. It can do a lot of damage. You have got to be careful what you speak out of your mouth, into your life, what you house in your heart and mind, thoughts and things like that, because thoughts are things. And so I told the Lord, I said, God, I don't want to grumble and complain. I need you to help me. And when I said that prayer, because I have a lot to be grateful for, uh, the Lord reminded me of that scripture. And so I began to walk in that. And I I feel like I expend a lot of energy some days, you know, with work and the other trials and tribulations of life complaining. And I told the Lord, I said, God, help me tighten up. I said, there's no need. What problems do I truly have? 
What problems do I have? And the Lord reminded me, are you complaining because you're healthy? Are you complaining because you're in your right mind? Are you complaining because you can walk and talk and breathe and stand upright? Are you complaining because you can think, what actually are you complaining about? And I was ashamed before the throne of grace. I was so ashamed in front of God, and I repented. And so I told the Lord that every day I would remember that scripture in Proverbs where it talks about power of death and life in the tongue. And then the other piece that the Lord was putting on my heart and just chastising me and correcting me about, um, in the book of Romans chapter 4 and verse 17, it says, as it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations before him who he believed, even God, who quickens the dead and calls those things which be not as though they were. And so for me, when I when I read that scripture, God connected the dots for me about the complaining, about speaking things out of my mouth and even saying things, uh, you know, when you're talking to people, like speak life over them. You know, just be very careful with the words because the tongue is a very small muscle in the body, but it's the strongest, and it can do a lot of damage. So I just want to encourage you all, you know, I like the truth, even if it's about me. And the truth is sometimes I complain a lot, and I don't have a reason to. I think it's just something to do. And so I'm really asking God to, to sort me out about that because I know I'm wrong, and I don't mind uh, I don't mind sharing with y'all that I'm wrong. And so I would just ask that you would pray for me. And if I think, too, if I would occupy my time with more of the things of God, there would be less time for complaining because then I would really understand how blessed I am. So I almost feel like I'm tattling on myself, but it's a good thing because I want the devil to know. I know my own shortcomings, and he won't use them against me because I'm covered in the blood of Jesus. Excuse me. And if I can say what my shortcomings are and the things that I need to work on, it can't be used against me because God knows. And so I love y'all. Be encouraged today. I speak life over you. I speak the blessings of Almighty God upon you. Um, and I just ask that you would encourage others and, and walk up right before the Lord. God bless you. I love you. And y'all have a wonderful weekend. And God bless the vets that have served in the military and their families for the sacrifice of their time, their resources, their lives in many instances. God bless them, and may his face smile upon them. In Jesus' name, thank you. Amen. Amen and hallelujah. Oh, yeah, you reminded me of some things this morning, that grumbling, murmuring, and complaining. Yeah, what you complaining about, Barbara, that I give you what you asked for, I spoil you, I saved you, I sanctified you, feel you. That's what you're complaining about, Barbara. Well, what's the complaint? Because you don't have any problems, you can look to the hill from which cometh your help. All of your help comes from me. Almighty God, I made the heavens and the earth. Yeah, we got to stop that complaining. And um, I hear the warning sometimes. You complaining, mama, you complain. Now I'm sharing. I'm not, I'm not complaining. I am sharing. Yeah, we got to watch that. We want to watch that. And we want to be quick to hear and slow to speak. Quick to hear, slow to speak. And we don't want to get angry too quick. Yeah, we. I mean, we don't want to react to our anger. When I'm angry, I learn to sit down because if not, I might step out in the flesh. So just, just leave it alone, let it go, give it to the Lord. It will be all right in Jesus' name. I love that scripture right there, Proverbs 18. 
I like that. I like that a whole lot because God is who he says he is, and he will do what he said he would do. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Listen, I'm going to another request in song of the morning. And if you have a testimony or something you want to share this morning about the goodness of Almighty God, please feel free to press that number one and come in. Yeah, it's all right today. We we it, This is called Blog Talk Radio. And so we do some talking over here. We have something to say, but we're talking about the goodness of Almighty God. And I want to say this morning to my friend, Thelma Mosley. <laughs> Thank you so much, Thelma. God bless you, baby. God bless you because Thelma tunes in. And she don't press the number one. She don't say nothing. But to let me know that she was here listening, she would tell me what the topic is. Last night, I did a, a 7 p.m. show because I was grateful to get back into, you know, the studio. And uh, I had sent her the link to get in. And I said, well, it's Friday night. She might be busy. But later on in the night when I was done, I would look. And Thelma had said, that, that was good right there. The wolf is at the door. <laughs> okay, you listened. Yeah, she tuned in. And so thank you so much, Thelma, for your support and uh, tuning in. God bless you over there. Pray that the Lord bless you real good with uncommon miracles, Thelma, because he is able to do that for you. All it takes is believing. And if you can walk in Proverbs 3, 5 through 7, his word is going to do what he set out for it to do. It won't return void unto him or you. Yeah, it's going to do it. And so I thank God for you. Thelma and I, we go way back. Elementary school, junior high, we go work together. Yeah, we go way back. And uh, I'm so thankful for her this morning. God bless you again, Thelma, and, and bless the children and the grandchildren. God bless you. I see Oriki over there on Facebook many days. I don't see Lance, but I see her. But I know God is able. I know God is able. Hallelujah. We just trust him. Yeah, and he's going to do it for his good. So we thank him this morning. And for hers, for her good. And so we thank him this morning. Listen, we're going to this one request right here. And uh, to the person that requested this song, God bless you. I love this song. All the way from back in the day. Yeah, Mr. Fred Hammond, you are the living word. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Bread of life, sent down from glory. Many things you were on us, a holy king, a carpenter. Are the living words they Come on. Somebody say it. Many things you are on earth. 
Hallelujah, hallelujah again, Mr. Fred Hammond. And uh, I like that old Fred. Yeah, back in the day stuff. Yes, goodness, yes. And uh, like commission, yeah, I liked a lot of their stuff back in the day when he not too long had come out. And I'm grateful unto God for good gospel music. Music with, you know, some substance to it. Music that would cause you to praise God, worship him, think of God, that kind of thing. Yeah, I love that kind of music. And so I'm grateful unto Almighty God. Brother Terry was with us this morning in the chat room for a few minutes, but I'm sure he had to get on to work. And uh, today I'm going to try to cut the songs as short as possible. But a lot of times I, I mean it and the spirit is moving. I just go on with it. <laughs> Let it play on out because I'm being blessed. And if we look to the hears while the song is playing, you would be blessed as well. Thank you, Jesus. So look, this morning we're looking at um, St. John, we call it, because there's a first and second, you know. So we, we're looking at First John, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, right there. And we're looking at that third chapter. And there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. That's, that's chapter 3 and starting at verse 1. It, it, it's telling us about uh, this man, this Pharisee name was Nicodemus, and he was a ruler of the Jews. He had clout. He had power. You know, he, he could say, do this, and they did it. Do that, and they did it. And so this Nicodemus, in, in verse 2, it says, the same came to Jesus by night, this same ruler of the Jews, this same Nicodemus. He came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God, but no man can do these miracles that thou doest except God be with him. Yeah. So if I had to share a, a, a title or topic this morning, it would be except God be with you. Except God be with us. Many things would not happen in our life except God was there. Even in your sinful nature, except God was with you. Yeah, it wouldn't have, it wouldn't have ended up like it did. I would have been dead and gone. I could have been shot up, stabbed up, cut up, whatever. Could have been strung out severely on drugs, could have been a drug abuser, could have been severely strung out on alcohol or alcohol abuse, could have been a prostitute on anybody's street corner. So much could have happened except God was with me. So this Nicodemus came to him by night. Another thing it told me is this. Everybody's not willing to come out and say Jesus. Everybody's not willing to come out and say, hey, I like Barbara, and I, I, I go to her show, and I listen in the mornings, and I like what she talk about, and I like how the Spirit of God move over there. Not everybody. Some people going to come undercover. Some 
Some people going to come undercover to you too because they've been with folk who talked about you and they agreed to what them folks said about you knowing it wasn't true. Yeah. But this Nicodemus, he, he came to Jesus by night and he told him, we know that thou art a teacher come from God. We know. How many know that Jesus is a teacher who come from God? How many know that he's our Lord and Savior? How many know that he's the true son of Almighty God Jehovah? Because nobody can do what he has done in your life. Nobody can do for you what Jesus has done. Testify pride is important. And many times we like we are in church, we want the pastor to do everything. Bring bring some people there to do it because I won't. I'm shamed. I don't know what to say. Well, say what he did for you. Uh, I was in the food stamp line. He moved me out the food stamp line. And he blessed me to have money to pay cash for grocery. I no longer have to use government substance to live. Excuse me. I was sick and healed my body. The doctor had given up on me. <clears throat> uh, the doctor said I had this. So he said I had that. And I, I was believing the report of the doctor. But I, I decided, no, 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 I can't do this no more. Because God is with me. I'm going to believe the report of the Lord. So except God be with us, except God be with you, things would be so much worse. And verse 3 of St. John, goodness, chapter 3, it says, Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. How many of us want to see the kingdom of God? How many want to see this place where Jesus went to prepare for us, that we may also be there one day? How many want to see heaven? How many want that mansion just over the hill? How many want to go back with him when he comes? Except the man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. And I want to put this little piece in there for you. We must prepare for the return of Jesus. Daily, we must prepare. Right here, he done gave us so much stuff. Until a lot of things you forgot. Put the filthy communication out of your mouth. Be a cheerful giver. Keep your mind on him. He'll keep you in perfect peace. Trust in him with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him. He'll direct your path. Be not wise in your own eyes. Fear God and depart from evil. He has given us so much stuff. And we can't move to the next level until we complete this one. I know that faith of few have heard me say it when I was in school. I could not go to the next class until I finished the class I was in. And after the class ended, time to go to the next one, I had to take a test to show the professor and the school I learned what the professor taught me. 
And then after all the classes for that semester, they gave me one big test. And if I passed that test, then they told them she's ready to go to the next level. Same thing in Jesus. We got to keep passing the test, trial after trial. What's in us that shouldn't be, we want God to take it out of us. And we don't want it coming back. He went by night, Nicodemus. He was a Pharisee and a ruler of the Jews. And he went by night to Jesus to ask Jesus some questions. And he told him in the initial beginning, I know you're a teacher that come from God because no man can do these miracles that you do. Listen, some people tried me. They tried me. Even in my family, they tried me. Oh, no, she's not saved. Oh, she, she ain't got nothing. She needs to quit playing. Oh, yeah. Because people would treat you the way that they are. If they don't have it, they can't believe they don't think you can either. Except God was with me. And I had to hold on. I had to hold on. You you, you have no clue of what I went through. <laughs> oh, she ain't got nothing when it come to God. She left the church. I left the building. And the people in the building. Oh, but I drew closer to God. Huh? And that's what's important. Again, this morning, if the building burned down on Monday and the pastor died Wednesday, what? I yet got Jesus. I yet got Jehovah God. Yeah, it don't matter what happens. As long as we got Jesus, he should be our reason for living now. He should be our source of survival. We are living and breathing. We have our beings. We have food to eat, clothes on our back, a roof over our head, a car to drive, drive, a job, a few pennies in our pocket because of him. Nothing you did for yourself. You can come out of that. Mm-hmm. Because without him, we can do nothing. Absolutely nothing. And I thank him today for that. Because you know how much I would have done messed up by now. Ooh, I couldn't even explain. Yeah. So he went to him by night. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of heaven. Now, the scripture, and, and, and Shante, would you find it from me, If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things have passed away, and behold, all things have become new. Okay. We must be born again. Got to be born again. 517. Thank you. Okay. Wait, 2 Corinthians 5, 5 and 17. Okay, I got you. So look, we we must be born again. 
Because if we're not born again, we can't be his. We, we, we can't belong to God. We can't be joint heirs with Jesus Christ. So we must be, gotta be, born again. Once I became born again, things did not look the same. I didn't have the same desires. Yeah, because before I got born again, I could cheat. I could steal. I could lie. I could do all kinds of craziness. I didn't care. I could fight. Hell raise. I could fool. But once he came into my heart to live, and once I became serious about him living in there, and I became very serious about obeying his word, all these things went away. He made me over. I got a brand new heart, brand new mind. Uh, the songwriter said, I looked at my hands and they looked new. I looked at my feet. And they did too, huh? Because we was born again. He made me over. Yeah. I was no longer the same. And this is what happened. When we made over, we, 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 we need to stay checking, taking self-inventory. Because if not, we might forget something and lose something. Yeah. But if we stay taking self-inventory, we are going to be all right in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Because daily I have to take self-inventory. And look, sometimes taking self-inventory, it'll make you bow right where you at. Do you hear me? It will make you bow in repentance where you are. And you might be crying and uh, and somebody, well, what is wrong with them? Oh, she must be got bad news. I did get bad news. I done sinned against God. He said, when you know it's wrong and you do it, it's a sin. It's no longer shortcoming. It's a sin, straight up. And we know God, he hates sin. So now this was over in Second Corinthians. I want to make sure y'all know how I roll. Second Corinthians chapter five and verse seventeen. And this is what it says. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away, behold, all things are become new. Because if we go back up to 16, 2 Corinthians 5 and 16, look what it says. Wherefore, henceforth, know we no man after the flesh. Yeah, though we have known Christ after the flesh, yet now, henceforth, know we him no more. Therefore, if any man being Christ is a new creature, old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. And all things are of God when it becomes new, who has reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ and has given to us the ministry of reconciliation. It's him that reconciled us. It's him that fixed us. 
Huh? It's him that redeemed us back to him. We was lost. Adam did it for us, him and Eve over there in the garden. They got us separated from God because they could, Eve just couldn't obey. And she brought it back for her husband and he, he couldn't obey. So man was separated from God, but he found a way through the word. What you talking about, Barbara, the word, Jesus Christ, his son, his begotten son, only begotten son. When it, when it said, let us make man, Jesus was right there, but he was the word. And he's still the word today. And that's what we got to abide by, the word of God. That's what we got to live by. You say you're a believer, we got to live by the word of God. And we can pick and choose. You know, I, I, I used to want to pick and choose. I, 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 when I had that form of godliness and was denying the power thereof, I used to love to pick and choose. What? I saw everybody else fault but my own. And I could pick and choose and use this scripture against them. <laughs> but couldn't pick and choose enough to use it against my own sins. But today, we got to get it right with God. He's coming back here. And he's looking for us. We are his church, and we are praying that he won't find spot or wrinkles in us, and we got to grow. So look, he don't reconcile us, and he made us over. We were born again. We're no longer the same. When we look at each other, we see the outer man, the outer appearance. Yeah. I, I, I could look at them. Oh, beautiful. Beautiful skin, beautiful hair. Yeah, she was a shapely woman. I could look at this person over here and, and hear what they had to say. Very intelligent um Spoke just, just, oh, it was just wonderful. That, that, that's in the natural. Today I, I look and I see spiritual things, and that's a good thing. Sometimes I hear people saying one thing, but that's not their heart. That's what they're doing in, before other people. So we back to John. The third chapter. And so if, as we look on down, in chapter, in, in verse 3, Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. This is why we had to become new creatures in Christ. Verse 4 says, Nicodemus said unto him, How can a man be born when he is old? Now, see, that makes sense in the natural to ask that question. I'm 66. How could I be born again? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? See, in the natural, that made sense. To ask that, because that was impossible. How could that be, Lord? In verse 5, Jesus answered him. 
Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except the man be born of water and of the spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. He said, except the stone away. We got to be born of the water and of the spirit. We got to go down in that liquid grave. They call it baptizing. Is what John was doing, the cousin of Jesus. He even baptized Jesus. So we go down in the liquid grave, like Christ, they put him in the grave for three days, and we rise in the newness of life. And we ask God to fill us with his spirit. Come into our heart and live forever. Fill me with your spirit, Lord. I want your Holy Spirit to lead and guide me. And Father, give me an ear to hear when the spirit is speaking. Help me to open my spiritual eyes to see when the spirit is moving. Strengthen me, Lord, that when the spirit speaks, I don't think it's me, but I know it will be you, and I want to move according to what the spirit is speaking for me to do. Give me discernment. So I know when it's me, when it's the devil, or when it's your spirit that's speaking to me. Because sometimes we may think it's the spirit and it's us. Sometimes we may think it's us and it's the spirit. Sometimes it, we may think it's us and the spirit and it's the devil. So we praying for discernment. We praying to practice more obeying the spirit of God. Help me, Lord, to, to honor you in obedience. Lord, I need a clarity. I need to know when it's you. I need to know when it's me. I need to know when it's my enemy. Because now I've been born of the water and of the spirit. And I'm obeying your word and I want to do these things because I'm preparing to return with you. I want to go back with you. So Jesus done answered Nicodemus. How in the world, Lord, can this be? Can I enter my mama's womb a second time? I, I'm too old for that. But Jesus told him the way to do it, water and spirit. Verse 6 says, that which is born of the flesh is flesh. Before I came to God, I was born in the flesh. That's all I knew to do was fleshly things. I had the form of godliness. I would go to church. And leave church and do whatever I was big enough to do. Somebody need to know what I'm talking about. Listen, I could go to church all dressed up on Sunday, invite my friends to come. And I'm snickering and, and, and flirting with the deacons. Snickering and flirting with the ushers. The form of godliness I have you doing some things in the house of the Lord that you should, you should be fearful to do. You should be afraid to do those things in the house of prayer. I could do some things in church to bless the body, but guess what? I got my chest stuck out like I did. That's that form of godliness denying the power thereof. I'm just telling you the truth this morning. I'm not telling you what they told me. I'm telling you from experience of what I did. All kind of want to have secrets. What kind of secrets you want to have? 
I don't want nobody to know uh, me and bruh so-and-so and meeting over by the so-and-so. What? That's that form of godliness. <laughs> you ain't been a, a, a born of the spirit yet, you see. You might have got baptized, but you got to be born of the spirit. Mm-hmm. And it takes more than just believing. Because I can believe this morning and doubt this evening. I got to keep believing and keep giving me what keeps me believing, which is the word of God. Now faith is. The hope, the substance of things hope for the evidence of things not seen. But by faith, the elders obtained a good report. Huh? What you say, Bob? Yeah. I got to stay in the word to grow. I got to have a personal prayer life so I can grow. Oh, it's all right. I go to Tuesday night prayer. It's all right on Sunday how the pastor pray. They have altar call. But I, Monday through Sunday, got to have it at my own spot. When I get up in the morning, I need to get up telling God thank you for another day. I need to get up talking to him. He should get the first fruit of my day. The first fruit of everything I got, he should get it. You see? Because why? He's my life. My life is hid in him. I'm a new creature. Old things passed away. Behold, all things have become new. I'm new. I have a new name. He's my father and I'm his daughter. He has given me a new name. My name is written in the Lamb Book of Life. Oh, but don't think he can't erase it out of there. That's what he told me over in Revelation. I know they teach once saved, always saved. The devil is a fool and a liar. And I'll make a fool and a liar out of you, but you got to let him. You have to allow him. He can erase your name out the book. Why? You're not growing in him. You're not drawing closer to him. You're not becoming more of his sons and daughters. You're like them on the mount. They came for the fish and the loaves. They came to here because they could eat lunch. They came because he could heal them. They came because they could have finances. He could raise the dead. Are y'all listening this morning? Jesus could raise the dead. They weren't following him to get right. And they had never heard nobody talk like that before. So it was amazing to them. But he said, now that which is born of the flesh is flesh. And that which is born of the spirit is spirit. After I became born again, I no longer desired the things of the flesh. I told you that. You can have a crown royal cell. I don't want no more. Hey, go ahead on with the marijuana uh, uh See, I don't, I don't need no marijuana. I got Jesus now. Hey, I, I, I don't need to be on nail polish. I don't have to wear name brand stuff. Because I realized that's not what made me. I was barber the whole time. I didn't have to wear gold and black every day to me. I'm symbolizing what I... <laughs> foolishness, nonsense. I didn't have to be bothered with no Fendi. Fendi? 
I will still buy her. Louis Vuitton, you know them old purses and things back in the day. Chanel, this Chanel, what? Who is Chanel? What this other one that says she got Victoria? I had more secrets than she had. I don't need that. I found out I was still Barbara. If I went to the Salvation Army and bought me some used stuff, I was still Barbara. And once I got born of the spirit, all that foolishness left me. The thought of that nonsense left me. No maker, I don't need none of that. Now, to this day, I still love perfumes. Oh, yes, I do. Body sprays, good soap. Now, I love all that. CeraVe. Oh, yeah, I love all that now. But all that other stuff that people get to see on the out, I, 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 I had to let that go. It was no good for me. Because I became a new creature in Christ. I, I, I became born of the Spirit. And that's what's important this morning. To be a new creature in Christ and be born of the Spirit. Because that which is Spirit is Spirit. And we're not going to bow down to the flesh. Or we're not going to bow down to nobody else's flesh. Oh, we got a Redeemer. And we know he lives. Why? He lives in us. Great is he that lives within us than he that is in the world. Oh, it's the truth this morning. We went on a little further. Now, uh, 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 verse 7 says, Marvel not that I said unto thee, ye must be born again. Don't be puzzled and perplexed and what? Don't do all of that. Because I said you must be born again. He went on and broke it down for him and ate. Listen to this. The wind bloweth where it listeth, and thou hearest the sound thereof, but cannot tell whence it cometh and whether it goeth. So is everyone that is born of the Spirit. We hear the wind. We hear it blow. But we, we can't hear where the sound came from. I can't tell you where it come from. And I can't tell you where the wind going. See, I, I, I know when I went to that window and I, I, I prayed the prayer of faith without knowing that's what I was doing. He come. The next thing I know, he had come. And I didn't really recognize that he had came in that instant. But the instant I said it, he came, but the evidence began to unfold. Hey, glory. Hey, the evidence came that he had come. I'm praying prayers like I never prayed before. Like I never prayed before. I'm believing. I'm understanding what I'm reading in the word. And I'm applying that word to my everyday life. The world looked different to me. I felt different. He said the evidence. He even said people with the evidence, people who I never, what? Go, what you going to do? You're not going to do that no more. You going to church. You go, and the church didn't blow up. 
he showed me. Because I went to him for real. I didn't go to him with these big long prayers like these folk pray. And I didn't go to him thinking I'm something and I got some good in me. I didn't go to him like that. But when I went to him, I went serious. Whatever it took, if he was real, whatever it took to stay with him, that's what I wanted to do. Verse 8, I mean, verse 9, verse 9 says, Nicodemus answered and said unto him, how can these things be? How can I be born of the water and the spirit? What, 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 What are you talking about, Rabbi? Uh, well, what is the wind blows where it listens, and thou hearest the sound thereof, but can't tell where it came from, and where it go? So is everyone that is born of the Spirit. Well, what what you talking about, Rabbi? How can these things be? Verse ten said, Jesus answered and said unto him, Art thou a master of Israel, and knoweth not these things? Huh? When the pastor surprised that God showed up that Sunday, when the pastor can't get the people not only the word but a word from God, something is wrong. I sat up under the pastor, Charles C. Woods. Not only could he preach the word, the truth, but he was in tune to the people and he could tell you as a member of the household of faith, as a member of the body of Christ, as a member of that particular building where we went up to praise and worship and hear from God, he could tell each one of us what was going on. I gave this testimony of him before. His wife and I, we used to like to get together and eat and test things and and try stuff. Her blood, she had uh, diabetes. And she couldn't be doing all of that. And I did. I love Quan. Still do. Love Quan. Beautiful lady. And I would say, Quan. She said, well, I said, well, I'm going to the corner store. She said, I'm going with you. What you going at? I said, I'm going to buy a pickle. She say, what, a pickle from the corner store? I say, yeah, let's, let's go. I'm, I'm going to get you a pickle. See if you like it. We went, I got, uh, uh, what are these things called? Pork rinds and a pickle. Y'all may not like it, but it tastes like pickled pig feet. I'm letting Quan taste all of it. Bishop, when we got back, it, it was like he was just, oh, my goodness. Because if somebody don't watch Quan, she gonna she gonna go in a coma. I could see the the, the 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 expression on his face. But we went on up in the church and had a wonderful time. She tasted pickle. She said, "Oh, I like this, Barbara. I like." So we would get together and go do things that <laughs> she wasn't supposed to do. I wasn't eating really, but mainly her, because I didn't have blood sugar problems at the time. He told us, don't go in the mall eating chocolate and tasting coffee. Well, Quan didn't know how to do that. I took her in there to teach her about Starbucks and uh, uh, what's the name of this place, the chocolate, uh, uh, the chocolatiers. 
I taught about taste this coffee bean chocolate. I, when we got back, we hit the door. He was on the front pew on the right side. And when, oh no, in the middle. He was in the middle on the front pew sitting close to the left side right there on the end. And we were walking down the hall to go towards him. He said, Quan, you and Barbara, I asked y'all not to go to the mall eating that chocolate and, and, and sipping on all that coffee. He said, Quan, you sick right now. He said, and Barbara, you're not feeling too good. I looked at her. She looked at me, but she wasn't surprised. I was. I was to myself, oh, Lord, Bishop done picked up on this. He said, I asked y'all not to do that. And he didn't, he didn't really say no more. The choir come in and he rehearsed the choir and everything. <laughs> and she sang with the choir and I'm sitting there looking crazy. Yeah. Because if you over a flock, you want to know what's going on. If you over a flock, you got to be praying for these people. It can't be none of that now lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep. If I should die before I wake, I pray the Lord my soul to take. You got to get on your knees and talk to God for these people. Because you're the shepherd over them. So he asked him, I'm not a master of Israel and knoweth not these things. Where you been? Who you in who is your God? Who are you hearing from for the people? 11 says, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, we speak that we do know and testify that we have seen, and ye receive not our witness. I, I, I had to kick that form of godliness to the curb. I, I had to get rid of that honoring God with my lips. And my heart was far from it. I had to bury all of that. It wasn't no good for me. I had to come to the fullness of him. Who is him, Barbara? Almighty God, Jehovah, that have all power. I had to receive Jesus for real and let him set me free because whom the son set free is free indeed. I learned how to be free in him. I learned how to walk free. I learned I could stand on top of Mount Everett and tell the world that he is. He's a rewarder of them that diligently, faithfully, always continually seek him. I could go to the White House and share with the president and every cabinet member and everybody there, every office represented there. I could go there and tell them he loved you. And he loved you so much. He sent his only begotten son, Jesus Christ, to die for you. And if you can believe, you won't perish but have everlasting life. But after you believe, I need you to seek him with your whole heart. Can't be none of that uh, half-stepping. God is not about pieces and bits. He's not about maybe, should, could, would, if. He's not about that. It's straight up and down with him. Either or, yes or no, right or wrong, left or right. No, no in-between stuff. That's not God. Because no one can accuse him of tricking them. He said, you got to come in at the door. You got to come straight to him. 
You can't go around the side. You can't go under there. You can't go over there. You got to come straight into Jesus. Ask him to come into your heart and live forever. If you ask him to live forever, even if you step out, he can bring you back. He's married to the backslider, and he don't believe in divorce. But it's what we decide to do. It's what we choose to think and walk in the flesh. He said, that which is flesh is flesh, and that which is spirit is spirit. God is a spirit. That's what the word says. I didn't say it. You can hold it against me again this morning, but I wasn't there when God inspired man to write it, but I believe it and I know it to be the truth. Yeah. That which is born of flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. And sometimes we feel we got God, but we don't give him no no more. We, We think we can come to him when we get ready instead of diligently seeking him. That's the key with the believer. We must believe. By faith, we believe that those of us who come to him, we must believe that he is. Who is he, almighty God, that have all power? That he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. What are you going to reward me with? If I seek him to find him, I'm going to find him. If I seek him uh, uh, to make a house payment because I can't, he going to make a house payment. He have ways we never heard of before. He can open doors that's closed. Sometimes we didn't even know a door was there and locked. He come and unlock it and open the door for us. But it's what we believe. It's what we believe. I can't have flesh and spirit. I couldn't do it. Because the flesh will never please the spirit of God. The flesh pleases man, which I was and am. Spiritual things is what I need. And because I needed it, God gave it to me. And because of my prayer, what I ask him for from a sincere heart is what he gives to me. I know to some people sound crazy. What is she talking about? Spirit. Huh? The true and living God that have all power, Jehovah, he's a spirit. Today, Jesus is a spirit. And those of us that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. It's got to come from your heart. And we don't want a form of godliness denying the power. Uh Uh-uh. We want God. And we want a real relationship with him. And we want to show him that we love him. We honor him. We believe him. We believe what his word said. And we want to apply this word and his love to our everyday life. And we want our lives to be hid in him. Do you know that's the safest place you can be in God? I don't care if the robber come, the murderer come, who come. You can call on the name of Jesus and they got to flee. Because guess what? His name is the name where the righteous can run in, the believer can run in and be saved. I can tell you some situations. It was him that delivered me. I could not deliver myself. Only God could deliver me. And he did. 
Do you know, even while I was doing my prison time, I, 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 I had that form of godliness. Can I tell you the truth? That was in the 80s, 83, 85. Oh, I talk a good talk. Every day I'm out on the lawn and the women come around and we together and I'm reading the scriptures. Barbara, what that mean? They call it your bunkie. That's the person sleep next to you. I had a bunkie from Sarasota. We became good sisters in the Lord. But look, she said, I see you reading that Bible all the time. What's in there? I started off with Samson and Delilah because I know that right there, oh, that touched lives of women. <laughs> and, 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 and sin for women, it really touched their lives. <laughs> You women in prison, them that you know, I don't want to say all these things, but they done did some wrong towards men. This fascinate them, and when a man done did them wrong, and and he's the reason they in prison. When they hear how Delilah did Samson, oh, that just captured them. Look, it, 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 when I had the form of godliness and was denying the power thereof, God yet used me, yet showed me ways to be used. Why? He made me for his pleasure. And I'm a vessel that he could use. But simply because God used us, it don't mean we belong to him. We belong to God when we obey him. Oh, come on, Barb. Disobedience is as witchcraft. If we're not obeying God, we don't belong to him. That's what he's not. Look here. You can hold it against me all you want to. But again, this morning, I'm not telling you what I wrote. I'm not telling you what I inspired man to write. God inspired man to write it. Again, this morning, I wasn't there when he inspired man to write it. But I believe it and I know it to be the truth. So what we want to do, draw closer to him today. Let his word rule and reign over your life. Let, let, let the word of God be your judge and your guide, along with his Holy Spirit. Because we must be born of the water and the spirit. That's what he said. We can't enter our mother's womb a second time. I know I can't enter mine. Even in my early 30s, when I come to, I couldn't enter into her womb again. She was dead and gone. She went to take her rest with the Lord. Wasn't no more birthing. But he said I could be born again through the water and the spirit. And that's what I began to seek him for. And he come. Hallelujah. And again this morning, listen, you ain't got to pray them deep, long, uh, 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 toss away and roll away and people prayers. Because God is not impressed by that. But what will impress him is when you tell him how your heart is hurt. When you tell him I'm sinking deep in sin, Lord, I'm, I'm far from the peace for sure. I don't know what to do, God. Lord, I've been bad before you. I had a form of godliness. I denied the power thereof. I believed you, but I didn't believe you. I didn't come to you and ask for the proof, God. You said, come unto me, all that are burdened and heavy laden. You'll give us rest. I didn't go to you. I went to everywhere else. I went to the liquor bottle. I went to the dope. I went to somebody's husband committing adultery. I went to somebody else 
fornicate. I'm looking at this man, uh, if I'm a man, I'm looking at this woman, and I, I'm trying to put the woman together before I get my life right with you and get you right in me. Lord, help me today. Mean it from your heart and be sincere. Tell him the truth about you. He's not going to tell nobody else. What are you doing? Shantae and I was eating lunch yesterday, and Brother Lance come up, and I was telling her, she said, Mama, you, I said, no, I haven't heard from Brother Lance in years. He told me he would be gone overseas for two years. I said, well, it's been way longer than that, and uh, he would talk to me about the secret sin. Oh, we would have some good laughs. He said, yeah, we'll tell God, we'll go to the altar on Sunday and request prayer. And we'll ask them to pray for us uh, for certain things. But that secret stuff, we, we're not going to put that on the altar in front of the church. Oh, and we would just laugh. Yeah, Brother Lance. And he was so true. Sometimes even with God, we won't put that secret thing before him. You got to tell him about it all. He already know. But you will not be able to accuse him of forcing you. You got to come to him, want him, want to be delivered, want him to do it for you. Tell him. Who is him, Barbara? Your author and finisher of your faith. The one who made you for his pleasure. The one who holds your life in his hand. The one who say whether you'll be here today or tomorrow. Tell him about it. Lord, I'm sick and tired of this. I was sick and tired of being sick and tired of living that kind of life, a fleshly life. See, before I come to him, when I had that form of God in the, the world was about money making. The world was about having stuff and things. Striving for the American dream. A yada, yada, yada. Listen, when I truly came to God, none of that matters. If I had a hut and two palm trees, I was good. If I ate chicken every day, I was wonderful. If I had a piece of bread and a little water, that was good enough. I'm just telling you the truth because I had Jesus. And I have time for all of that. I'm seeking him. I'm seeking the things of him. I guess you could say I was chasing after him. I didn't have to, but that's the way I felt. When you saw me, I was ready to get that word. Oh, he made ways. Oh, I could tell you something. I, I did taxes back in the day. And I could do taxes in Alabama. And people would call me and say, I need a little help with my taxes. Can you help me? Meet me downtown at the library. Let me let me look over them. Because certain people said, don't bring them to your house and meet them. Huh? To this day, he's like that. If you got no business here, you're not really coming, uh-uh, guess what he do? He make other lies. <laughs> ah, thank you, Jesus. If he allows you to come, now you, you got to know you're real. 
You got to know your vehicle because he, uh, uh, he don't allow it. Many, uh-uh, no, 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 no. And it's not me, but it's him because I love people. Oh, I love too many folks like that. All kinds of folks. It's all kind of people. Rough, rugged, and real, drunk, <laughs> get high, all kind of people. But God so loved the world. And you ain't telling me nothing about no gay people. Like, that's a surprise to me. My best friend, my boss, he was my boss. <laughs> and he, he gay. He, and look. When I tell you, I've never seen a person like this person. And when I tell you he loved me, he loved me. Took good care of me. He used to tell me about myself, see, you this and that. <laughs> ah. And I was walking in the flesh doing those days. And to look at him, you never really would have known that. You know, you had to really have an eye to see. But guess what? Guess what? Did me proper. Yeah. So I can't hold nothing against people. Oh, I don't fool with them. They are alcoholic. Now, that's not my business. Go over there and pray for them. I've had people that say, oh, you can't drink no liquor, but you can have a little wine for your stomach's sake. Go have a drink with me, Barbara. No. Not that I'm better than you or I'm just not feeling in the mood for the drink right now. Now, later on, I might have me a little wine. But right now, we're on God's business. And I come to do whatever he would have me to do for you, whether it be pray, tell you something, take you somewhere, give you something, whatever it is. But it's not about us having a drink together, having a good time. Yeah. And when it comes to puffing weed, no, ma'am, no, sir, keep it. And I done been all around it. Yeah. I didn't even know what the dispensary was. I done went in the dispensary and got the prescription for the woman. She couldn't walk. She had two knee surgeries. So the Bible take this prescription in there and ask them to feel it for me. I'm not, I promise you I'm not paying no attention. That's why he said watch as well as pray. But guess what? He didn't say nothing. I went in there and I filled a prescription, paid for it, brought it out to her. And then she told me what it was. I was like, what? I said, girl, you know them church people would have saw me going up in there. They'd have crucified me upside down. They They wouldn't have heard nothing about you didn't pay no attention. But God didn't let it, huh? He didn't let it get me down. In spite of it all, my angels was camped all around. Hallelujah. Yeah. So we go through some things and we do some things for others. But had I known that what it was, no, ma'am, I can't do it. I'm so sorry. But I got a prescription from the doctor. I don't care who you got it from. Because you're trying to get the highest level, too. Because, see, some people used to smoke crack, and they always try to replace that high. I had another brother. Every now and then, he would smoke weed because he had a, a bout with heroin. So he didn't like that cocaine. He didn't like the zoom. He, he liked the nodding. Yeah. I, I done dealt with all kinds of people. Never did drugs myself now. Oh, yeah, smoked a little marijuana. That was the drug. 
but I'm saying pills and heroin and coke and all this other stuff. I've I never been into that. But I guess dope is dope. If it gets you high, huh? Marijuana. But see, we try to make excuses and, and make this don't sound as bad as the other. But high is high. That's the way I see it. Yeah. But I thank God this morning. He's the deliverer of whatever we have going on. Whatever it is, God can deliver us. Hallelujah. And I thank him this morning. Listen, we are going to the next song of the morning. And I am going to try to not play it all the way through because I know some people have to go to work. And they're trying to hear a word this morning from the Lord and be encouraged. And I understand. So we're going to this one. And when we come back, the studio is open. If there's someone who has something they would like to say or testify, please feel free this morning to press that number one and come in. Hallelujah. I see you down there, brother Anthony. I miss you a couple of days. I'm like, where that Anthony at? Is he playing with us over there? Where is he? Yeah. But anyway, God bless you. God bless you. Let's go. I think I see Pastor David, too. Good morning, Pastor David. God bless you this morning. Uh, good morning to your Sister Rose Brown. Good morning to your Sister Rita. Good morning to your Sister Sion. Good morning to your Sister Jerry. Good morning to your Sister Dorothy Goodman. God bless you this morning. Thank God for you. Thank God for you. So, look, we're going to this quick one, and uh, after this, we're coming back. I, I may just have to play this all the way through, y'all. It it's a few minutes, like maybe four minutes or five minutes. So, let's take a listen. God has been the same then. Thing. If I 
If I don't love my brother like I should, I'm just a clamoring symbol. Being proud and puffed up in my way. I won't see Jesus fight to fail. get on here and do all the big talking I want to do. Uh, I can say what I want and try to show what I, but look here, if it's not coming from my heart, it does not mean a thing. Got to have love for God is love today. And my reason for coming, my reason for sharing is because of the love of God for his people. And whatever I can do to be a blessing unto them. Hallelujah. So I'm grateful this morning unto Almighty God who have all power 
for each and every one of you. Thank God for you coming faithfully every morning to hear what the Spirit has to say to us, the church. And so I can't help but tell God thank you and keep it moving up the King's Highway. Hallelujah. In Jesus. In Jesus. So we're thankful. So listen, the studio is open again this morning. If you have something you would like to say, feel free to press the number one and come in today. It's already all right in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Last night we listened to that wolf is at the door. And I want to go back and listen to it again myself today because he talked about we are somewhat in the same place as our brothers and sisters overseas who can't talk about God, uh-uh. can't pray out loud. He says, coming, it's coming. And I believe that because the scripture said they hated me. I know they'll hate you. And many, they're not for God. They don't even believe there is a God. But it's going to be a very sad thing that you had an opportunity to believe and to worship him in spirit and in truth and to obey him. And you didn't. And now it's too late. Yeah, you, you done ran out of oil. And you think you can go out and get oil for your lamp and come back to the wedding. Come back for the ceremony, but when you get back, it's all over. Oh, that's a pitiful thing. That's going to be a, but there is nothing no one can do. Because we made our own choices. And if we don't believe that Jesus is truly the son of the true and living God, Jehovah, we out of gas again. Yeah, because you got to believe. Yeah. So we just pray for one another. And pray for the lost. That's a big thing, praying for those who have not given their lives to Jesus. Yeah. We must pray for them. Hallelujah. They need it. They need it. And uh, if we're not willing to do that for them, then we're messed up. Yeah. Because we got to love. Either way to cut, go and come, we got to love. Because if he said to love our enemies... Well, how about those that haven't done anything to us and they need help? Yeah, so we have to love. And you know what? If the church began to do that, the world would come in. If the church could show true love, the world would really come in. But we're judgmental and we find fault in every little thing for what we're doing wrong. See, we, we can justify our wrongdoing. We think we can, but there's no justification. Yeah, in some cases, we're just as guilty as the world because a lot of times we're following the world and what the world is doing. Oh, yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. Well, I tell God, thank you today, that he's a deliverer, a deliverer, and he will bring us out of anything that we desire to come out of. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So I'm thankful to him this morning. Again, I'm grateful. I love him. Oh, he's on our side today. We don't know what we have. You know, just a little bit I know. Now, I don't know a whole lot now, but just a little bit that I know. It's a blessing. Yeah, he worked miracles. He, oh, we sick, he heals us. We broke, he makes sure we get some money from somewhere, some way, somehow. Hallelujah. 
I'm thankful unto him this morning. Hallelujah. You know, I, I hadn't, I think Brother D came the other day. I did see him. Yeah, I like to try to check on whoever I can when I can. Yeah, check on them, make sure uh, they hanging around, you know. And let me see that number. Brother Frank used to do that for me, too, um, to let me know that, you know, everything was all right with him in Nevada. And I thank God for that. Thank God for that. That's why when I saw Brother Anthony number this morning, I was a bit excited because I hadn't seen that number in the studio in a minute. But I know I've been offline, too. I've been off here because I couldn't get in. But last night, God is faithful. He made a way out of no way. I hit that side tab. You know, when you hit the tab, it go down and it do uh, paste and copy and this and that, print and this. list. At the bottom, it said inspect. I went right there to inspect. And I clicked on a couple of things. And when I looked to the right, there was with the login. I logged in, talked to Big um, Stepper last night. Stepper, you out there somewhere, you got something you want to say this morning, she may be asleep. I I told her to call me. But anyway, we thank God this morning. She said she had something else to say. And uh, thank you, thank you, Brother Perry. God bless you. God bless you. Sincere condolences to you and his family. God bless you, Brother Perry. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, we getting that flower, those flowers out of here today. As soon as I get off the show, I'm going right in and get the floors so they can be deli- delivering them this afternoon. Yeah. So we thank God. We thank God. He's able. He's able to see us through every trial, every tribulation. Yeah, thank God. Yeah, I do miss him. I do miss him. I look over that chat room every now and then because I'm so used to him, you know, saying something in there. But we thank God. And I thank God for the rest because Louis needed to take his rest. He was sick and continued to be faithful the best that he could. But he was sick. Yeah. So I thank God this morning uh, for seeing him through. Yeah. We still here battling. Louis done gone on to take his rest. Yeah. And so I'm thankful this morning. So, look, if no one uh, have anything they would like to say this morning, I will run us. Um, uh, by, by this one piece right here. I don't think we heard this one before. Maybe we have. Wait a minute, y'all. I, I had one last night. I was looking for it. Couldn't find it, so I had to bring the wolf. Is at the door, and I like listening to that wolf. Is at the door because it reminds me of many things I need to be reminded of. Yeah, I gotta trust God, draw closer to Him, and the wolf can be in the door if He wants to. I got Jesus, and I'm leaning and depending on Him, nothing else and nobody else. Yeah, and so it's all right today in Jesus' name. I was looking for. I know it's in here. And I should have marked it earlier, but I didn't. That's my, my fault. Okay, we're going on that. All right, well, listen, we're going to take a listen to this one uh, right quick. And I only play about three minutes because I should find it in about two minutes. So we're going to play a little bit of this one, and then we're going and find the next. Uh... I'm getting ready to sing a song that uh, 
Apostle Hinton's ministry is all about. And the song is entitled Miracle Worker. Now let y'all sit there. I know the food is good, but I need somebody to get up and clap your hands and stomp your feet. faced a problem so big that you wondered if even God could solve it? Are you dealing with challenges that make you feel like you're completely stuck, even when you pray? If so, listen closely. No matter how big your problem is, God is even bigger. Today, I urge you to stick with us as we explore the limitless ability of God to deliver us from our troubles and his ability to overshadow and minimize the impact of the challenges or trials you're currently navigating. God's power can turn your problems into possibilities, and he can deliver you from all your troubles. I'm also going to pray a powerful prayer with you in the mighty name of Jesus. So watch until the end and open your hearts to receive the blessings of this prayer. My friends, we find ourselves in an era where problems, challenges, and trials often feel unending, seemingly becoming the rule rather than the exception. Yet, it's crucial for us to understand that no matter how insurmountable these obstacles may appear, God is infinitely greater. In Psalm 34, verses 17 to 19, the Bible tells us the righteous cry out, and the Lord hears and delivers them out of all their troubles. The Lord is near to those who have a broken heart and saves such as have a contrite spirit. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. This Bible verse has made it clear that God hears the cries of the righteous and delivers them from all their troubles, reaffirming the enduring truth that God is indeed bigger than any problems we may face. So together, we will delve into other biblical principles 
that affirm this truth while focusing on seven key insights that you need to understand. Number one, God's infinite power overrides all challenges. In the book of Isaiah, chapter 40, verse 28, says, Have you not known? Have you not heard? The everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, neither faints nor is weary. His understanding is unsearchable. Friends, it's all too easy to feel overwhelmed by life's challenges. Whether they're financial issues, health concerns, or strained relationships. But before we give in to despair, let us remember who created the universe and all that is within it. God, whose power and understanding are beyond human comprehension. Think about the story of the Israelites who were enslaved in Egypt for 400 years. They faced insurmountable challenges, yet God parted the Red Sea for them and vanquished their oppressors. If the creator of the universe can do that, imagine what he can do for you. All it takes is faith as small as a mustard seed to move mountains. There is a saying that when you reach the end of your rope, you'll find God's hands waiting to catch you. How many times have you felt like you've reached that point? Instead of wallowing in despair, take that leap of faith. Know that God's power is so much greater than any problem you might have. Our focus must not be on the problem, but on the problem solver. Reflect on this. If God can breathe life into dust and calm stormy seas with a simple command, what makes you think he can't handle your issues? God's power is infinite. If he has done it for others, he will do it for you. Our God is faithful. Be patient, trust his timing, and put your trust in God. Number two, God's unchanging nature is our anchor. Malachi 3 verse 6 tells us, For I am the Lord, I do not change. Therefore you are not consumed, O sons of Jacob. My dear friends, in the ups and downs of life, our emotions and circumstances change like the tides. However, God's nature is unchanging, and in that we can find solace. In the Bible, we read about Job, who lost everything, his health, his wealth, and his family. Yet, he held on to his faith in God's unchanging nature. Eventually, his fortunes were restored many times over. The world around us is constantly changing, making it hard to find stable ground. When facing the storms of life, think of God as your anchor. He will provide stability and strength when everything around you seems to be falling apart. In moments of uncertainty, remember that God was is and always will be the same. A loving father ready to embrace his children. As your challenges change, as your worries multiply, and as your problems grow, God still remains the same unchanging anchor. My friends, you're not going through your struggles alone. God is there with you. In times of trouble, hold on to the anchor of God's unchanging nature. Trust that his love and eternal consistency will see you through your darkest days. Number three, your faith determines your perspective. Now, 
Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. This is the word of the Lord, according to Hebrews 11, verse 1. Again, let us consider the story of David and Goliath. Here was a young shepherd boy, armed only with a sling and five smooth stones, standing before a giant of a man clad in armor. What gave David the courage to face such an adversary? It was his unwavering faith in a God much bigger than Goliath. When faced with a problem, we often look at it through the lens of our limitations, forgetting that our perspective should be rooted in our faith in God. Like David, we must focus on God's strength rather than our weakness. This perspective shift doesn't belittle your problems. Rather, it magnifies your faith in a God who can solve them. It's easy to be overwhelmed when you're staring up at a mountain of problems. But remember, from a high vantage point, even the tallest mountains appear small. Elevate your faith, rise above your challenges, and from that viewpoint, you'll see that your problems can be overcome. As you go through life, remember that your faith sets the stage for divine intervention. The bigger your faith, the smaller your problems seem in the face of our God, who holds the universe in His hands. Number four, prayer is your direct line to the problem solver. Philippians 4 verses 6 to 7 reminds, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication. With thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus, my friends. How often do you turn to prayer in moments of despair? We often think of prayer as the last resort, when it should be our first line of defense. There's a powerful story in the Bible about Hannah, who was barren and ridiculed by her peers. Instead of succumbing to her sorrows, she poured out her heart in prayer, and God answered her by blessing her with a son. He was called Samuel, who would grow up to be a great prophet. This story can be found in the book of 1 Samuel, chapters 1 and 2. Prayer is more than just presenting a list of requests to God. It's about establishing a deep and meaningful relationship with Him. When you pray sincerely, you're not just talking to God, you're talking with God. In that conversation, you'll find the peace that surpasses all understanding. Remember that you are never too broken, too lost, or too insignificant for God to hear your prayers. In your darkest moments, the light of God's love can shine the brightest, illuminating the way out of your problem. It's not about the eloquence of your words, but the earnestness of your heart. In your prayer life, always remember that you're not just pleading with a distant God. Instead, you're communing with a loving Father. That is the beauty and the power of prayer. Number five, God's grace is sufficient for you. 2 Corinthians 12 verse 9 tells us, And he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, 
for my strength is made perfect in weakness. My dear friends, have you ever felt like you are unworthy or undeserving of God's blessings because of your struggles or failures? At times, our problems make us feel like we are too flawed for God to work through us. Yet, let us remember the Apostle Paul, a man with his own thorn in the flesh, despite his petitions for relief. God's answer was that his grace was sufficient. And so, Paul rejoiced in his weaknesses because it was then that God's power was made manifest. Even when we are weak, God is strong. Your problems do not define you, but God's grace does. His grace isn't a one-time gift, but a constant flow of love and support. Every time you stumble, every time you falter, God's grace is there to catch you and lift you up. You may feel like you're going through the fire, but remember that fire also refines gold. God's grace can turn your trials into triumphs, your tests into testimonies. Just as Paul found joy in his weaknesses, because it showcased God's strength, let your problems be an opportunity for God's grace to shine. So, when you find yourself struggling, remember that God's grace is sufficient for you. It doesn't mean your problems will disappear, but it means you will have the strength to face and overcome them, knowing that God's power is made perfect in your weakness. Number 6. Understand the significance of community and fellowship. In the book of Galatians, chapter 6, verse 2, it says, Bear one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. Community and fellowship are more than just buzzwords. They are a biblical mandate. My friends, none of us are meant to go through life alone, especially during challenging times. Think of Moses, who was tasked with leading the Israelites to the Promised Land. Despite being chosen by God, Moses needed Aaron and Hur to hold up his arms during a battle. He couldn't do it alone. It's not just about bearing your burdens alone, but sharing them with a community that can help you carry them. Sometimes God solves your problems by sending people into your life who can offer a different perspective, practical support, or spiritual guidance, but I urge you to exercise discernment in choosing whom to confide in. Begin by praying for God's wisdom and listening for the guidance of the Holy Spirit. This is crucial because, as we all know, not everyone has your best interests at heart. Buke every sickness, disease, or evil force that may try to attack my body, mind, or spirit. I declare healing in every area of my life, in the name of Jesus. Lord God, I pray for your protection over me and my loved ones. May your angels encamp around us, keeping us safe from harm's way. I pray for the salvation of my loved ones, that they too will come to experience your grace, goodness, and love. Lord, I ask for your abundant blessings to flow in my life that I may not lack any good thing, and that I will be empowered to bless others. Father God, strengthen my faith, empower my prayers, and infuse my life with your grace. Lord, as I say this prayer, together with everyone listening, I thank you for every heart 
that is open to your grace and mercies right now. For those of us who are burdened, Lord, may you give us rest. For those who are in despair, may you fill us with hope and comfort through your Holy Spirit. Father, for persons who are wrestling with doubt, anxiety, and fear, may you fortify their faith. Lord, for those who feel isolated and alone, may your Holy Spirit bring them comfort and companionship. And for those who are being attacked by sickness and emotional trauma, Lord, may your healing hand restore them completely. Merciful Father, I pray that you bless us in this community, and may we all carry each other's burdens as we are led by your Holy Spirit. Lord, we declare that we are delivered and set free from all forms of bondage, obstacles, and challenges that have hindered our spiritual and physical progress. Thank you, Lord, for hearing and answering my prayer. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray, amen. If you were blessed by this message, type the word amen in the comment section below. I declare that all the blessings of this prayer are now upon you in the name of Jesus. You can help us to reach more persons and spread the gospel. You can do this by sharing the video with a friend or family member who you know needs the blessing of this prayer and by clicking the like button. Also, remember to subscribe to the channel for more videos that will bless your heart and uplift your spirit. We appreciate all those who support us. You're blessed to be a blessing. Now, for those who are listening and you want to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, I urge you to receive God's grace with an open and repentant heart. Start where you are. Your past doesn't matter. Jesus came to seek and to save those that are lost. God loves you. It is not God's will that anyone should perish, but for all to come to repentance. Say this simple salvation prayer for yourself. Dear Lord Jesus, I know that I am a sinner and I ask for your forgiveness. I believe you died for my sins and rose from the dead. I turn from my sins and invite you to come into my heart and life. I want to trust and follow you as my Lord and Savior. Lord Jesus, hear my prayer, I pray. Thank you, Lord, for saving me. Amen. Now that you have prayed this prayer, you can ask a pastor to baptize you at a local church and make that decision public. Baptism is a symbol of that decision to follow Jesus. I then encourage you to have fellowship with other believers, to learn more about your new life, and to get to know more about God. Please feel free to leave your prayer request in the comments section so that we can present them before God for your blessings and victory. Also, we invite other believers on the YouTube platform and all over the world to join us and start praying for you right now. And we want you to know that even if you don't see a reply to your prayer request, it doesn't mean that you were not prayed for. Rest assured that we are actively lifting up each request. But I come to tell you tonight 
Somebody asked the question one day, say, is there anything too hard for God?
alcohol abusers. Yeah, they're drinking too much. Yeah. I see a lot of military people go through this. And that's too much. That's too much. So I know God can get you through without a drink. You just have to be careful who you link up with, who you hang out with. And don't let words of what people say get you to drinking. Yeah, just say no. Uh-huh. And pray your way through. And know what? Ask God for the shield of protection around you. And these type people won't even come your way. Mm-mm. Thank you, Sister Rita. God bless you this morning. And uh, Sister Dorothy Goodman, Minister Shonda, thank you so much. And Sister Hackney, God bless you, Renee. God bless you. I thank God so much for you. I looked in there and I said, well, who is this? Thank you so much uh, for blessing uh, all of us with money too. Uh, for Brother Louie. God bless you for the plan. Thank you so much. And I'm hoping, I'm looking, I'm looking, because I don't want to leave nobody out today uh, who was a blessing. Sister Mary Ann and Sister Laura, God bless you, Minister Shonda. God bless you. Thank you so much. Uh, uh, Minister Shonda went back and did a double take. <laughs> and I uh, thank God for her today. And uh, we're going to get these flowers off as soon as I end the show today. I am going to get the florist on over there and take those flowers. Yeah, I want to send more than one. And uh, I think we can afford to do it today. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you for all that has been said and done. And Lord, we thank you this morning that you're our leader. You're our God. You're our everything. Your Holy Spirit. And, Father, we ask today as we depart this weekend that, God, you will lead and guide us in the right place for your name's sake. And that, Lord, this would be the best weekend. And that, God, we would minister, we would witness to others, we would talk about your wondrous works and make known your deeds among the people. We thank you for Sister Irene sharing the good news with others, God, who may want it to attend and hear uh, this morning, we thank you for the opportunity for her to talk of your wondrous works and make known your deeds among the people. As we depart this morning, bless every caller and every listener, those coming through the archives and the podcast this morning. Father, this day, brother, God, I ask that you would bless them this weekend in a mighty way, in the name of Jesus. These are your people. Father, you made them for your pleasure. You know more about them than anybody. And God, you know what each one of us standing in need of. Meet the need today in our lives, according to your riches and glory, by your son, Christ Jesus. Lord, whether it be financial, healing, whatever mentally, spiritual, physical, whatever the need may be today, we know that you're able to meet it. Or do it for us in the name of Jesus. And Father, again, as we depart, we ask that you would lead and guide us in the right path for your name's sake this weekend. Bring us back safe on Monday in the precious name of Jesus. We ask it all. And anything that we've forgotten, Lord, we ask that you would take it up. And Lord, those that are coming to the prayer request club and requesting prayer for their children, their family, their whoever it may be. God, we ask that you would move over there in a mighty way, touch and heal. Let it be the spot where people know if we get in here, we can be here. If we can just get in there, we can just touch it, we'll be healed. Do it, Lord, for your glory, 
in the name of Jesus. We thank you. We give you glory, honor, and praise. And Father, we ask it all again in Jesus' name. Amen and hallelujah. May the Lord watch between me and thee, thee and me, while we are absent one from another. In the name of Jesus. Go today in love and peace. Share the good news of Jesus and give someone something of quality this weekend. God loves a cheerful giver. Have a blessed day. I speak the blessings of Almighty God upon you today. Starting this weekend, November the 10th, 2023, in Jesus' name. And if you see somebody, the first person you see today, if you can remember, give these people a dollar, one dollar, one dollar. And uh, we're giving it to them to be a blessing and trust in God to multiply this back to us. In Jesus' name. So listen, this is our last song of the morning. After the song, I won't be coming back today. God bless each and every one. Thank you so much uh, for the finances to get the flowers again. I can't thank you enough. Thank you so much to every veteran, every veteran. Thank you so much. God bless you. God bless you. All right, we're going to our last one. When all foundations have been shaken When I'm left standing in the dark And all I feel is my heart breaking You still reign and you're still God And when it feels all hope is fading
I'll trust the victory of your cross And fix my eyes upon you, Jesus